can't. <laughs> I cannot start this excited. Hello, Internet Dwellers, and welcome back to Franchise Franchise. I am your host, Jeff Bell, and welcome back to the final Police Academy episode. Thank God. And our recap with me again is Chris. I'm sorry. I hate you so I am much. Sorry. I, I am you. so sorry. You I I don't know what I can do to make this up to you. Um Give me back the hour and 20 minutes that this movie took from my life. You know how in the last episode, I didn't seem to care for part six? You part love six. Part six is amazing compared to this one. This. So we watched the final entry, Police Academy, Mission to Moscow. There's no number in this one. Right. It's not part seven, but it is part seven, and it's the final one. And guess what? I can freaking tell this is the final one. <sighs> We, at one point, you, at one point, asked me, how much longer do we have left of this movie? And we had 20 minutes. And those were long 20 minutes. We were very excited, but then at the same time, holy crap. Well, let's talk about the good first. Let's talk about the good. Let's focus on that. That we're done? <laughs> oh, we're done. Is that but the good? <laughs> Claire Forlani. Yes. Beautiful actress. Yes. For Just, some of you out there, in case you don't know who that is, she's kind of disappeared now. Yeah, but, but very popular at this time frame in like this early, like early to mid nineties. Yeah. Mallrats. Mallrats. She was in yep. Meet Joe Black. Beautiful British actress. So she's in this. Ron Perlman, <laughs> who's I just see. chewing the scenery every chance he can get. The great Christopher Lee I, is in this film. I was shocked. Because I did not know Christopher Lee was in this movie. <laughs> top ten film for him. And when I saw him, I went, that's Christopher Lee. Why? Why is... I mean, I know he did the Hammer movies. I know like, I know he's done ridiculous films. Yes. But at the same time, I feel like this is so far below his caliber. Like, what he is supposed to be doing... Uh, All right. Which I know he did this as a favor. Yes. Favor do, to the director. I do producer. know that. So, like, let's. Okay. okay. So now I'll explain the plot. They go to Russia to help <laughs> them solve a case. Because they're an elite police force. Because they are an elite police force. And ultimately, they end up working with the Russian government to try to solve a case. Lassard gets sidetracked, as Lassard always does, by getting into the wrong car and lives with a Russian family for the entire film. Okay. <laughs> so Harris naturally picks up the slack, leads the charge, does a horrible job at it, and in the end, Lassard is the one that saves the day. Well, now Mahoney, I'm sorry, not, not. Not, not Mahoney. Not, not Mahoney. Yes. Kind of took charge there for a little bit, too. The cadet who somehow snuck on a trip. Who, who hacked his way into to, being part of this trip. And is afraid of heights, which is kind of something that, like, is... Gone. I mean, there's one joke with it yeah. in the circus, and otherwise, it's not consequential. And it looked like it was going to be so important well, to the beginning they, of the movie. They build it up in the first five minutes, yeah. and like the one guy being like, "You'll never be a cop if you're afraid of heights." Yeah, which I a will. my is, dad was a cop, my which, grandmother was a cop, my great grandson was a horse thief. Which that logic actually doesn't make sense that he wouldn't be a good cop if he's afraid of heights, because I'm not sure how many cops are flying around in planes. On a regular basis. Regularly, no. Right? <laughs> Unless you're in this series, and right. apparently an entire finale can happen on that. 
not this movie. It's a little car chase. Yeah. And then we're done. Like, it's the most anticlimactic climax you, you've had in a, seri- in a film so, series. So let's give a little historical perspective. This is 93 yes. that this movie was filmed. Was filmed. Yep. In Moscow. This was... It technically beat, I think it beat Goldeneye. This was during the Russian Revolution. Like, during the filming, <laughs> Boris Yeltsin took control of the of, of Russia. Like, it literally happened like you during can see, filming. You can see buildings that are damaged by the fighting that was going on. There were places that they could not go, that they were promised they could go to do filming. And this only was filmed over the course of, like, two months. Yeah, like, so there's no cohesion. There's no... It's... 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 It's the first comedy ever to show the Red Square. Mm-hmm. This the Russian authorities did not allow the film crew to come in five years earlier because six. This was supposed to be six, right? And 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 Russian authorities said no, so they filmed that other crap, <laughs> which is looking so much better right now. <laughs> so how much better would this film have been if it weren't for the sound mix? The sound mix was horrible. It's flat out cartoon. It is flat out a Looney Tunes cartoon. Not even Looney Tunes. You know, you know what? I think Looney Tunes, I think Bugs Bunny and them would have bowed their head in shame because there's it's so cartoony. It's so, it's bad. so over the top. When there it's the eating scene between Ron Perlman and uh and, and Callahan. I Canali and Callahan. Um like the their eating sounds. Just, it's 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 not it's all needed. This, and it's disgusting to I've, a degree. I have no idea why somebody thought this would be a good idea. This will put it over the top. Yeah. Lots of like, and there's like farting noises, and there's just so... And it's not Jones. No. Like Jones, he can't even do his his bit in this film. He's caught twice starting to do that, and he's told to stop. Yep. Yep. Like, well, in the, in that's the, his spiel. That's in, his thing. In the first scene, when he's doing it with Christopher Lee's writing on the board or drawing on the board, and then halfway through it, he stops because Christopher Lee throws the eraser, eraser at him. But then there's still sound effects that you would naturally assume were like, him. Like the farting noise with Harris, who's behind everybody. But it's not him. No, it's not. It's just <laughs> added, and it's... It, the actors clearly did not know that all those things were going to be added because there's no reaction to them, which is like the worst part. It's like, well, it's like they having realized, them is the worst part. Yeah, but it's, it's like they realized they had a bad movie and they're just like, oh, whatever, we'll just put more more crap in it. Maybe this will make it funny. Huh? It's like and, it's it's like the uh, sound mixer's twelve year old got a, you know, it's like you go ahead and you yeah. do it. You want to take a shot at this little Billy? Okay, let's put farts out and then yeah, it's wishes and pops and. It, it's a bad film that that takes away from it. Like it, it makes it worse. It makes it so much worse. It somehow makes it worse. I, I also, I'm pretty positive Callahan's boobs has the Jaws theme attached to it <laughs> because when they poke out around the door frame for a split second, there's like a dun like moment, <laughs> and I went, "Wow, yeah, we are dealing with like kid sound mixers and yeah." Just, I don't. So, the writing is bad. The writing is not. No, no, no. I was being very polite. You were. (laughs) You are giving a bad name to bad writers right now. (laughs) The writing was terribly horrible, or horribly terrible. Whichever one is worse, that's what it was. This might be right next. 
to the room as far as the worst written film I've seen. But at least the room is bad, is funny bad. Like, it's, right. it's so bad you can still laugh at it. Right. This movie is so bad, it's not even funny. No. Like, it's depressing. I am not going to lie, I got sad at one spot. <laughs> because I went, this is so far from where we started. Yes. Like, I, I actually felt bad for the characters. Because I'm like, you... That's not what... No, this is wrong. This movie is so bad. It's so horrible. It's so not at all what these characters should have become, but they did. And I, I, got, emo- I got emotional for a character's well You were well-being. crying there for a little bit. It, it, got, like, it got close. It got close. I know and you're a big Jones just, fan. And then I just kept rubbing my head and feeling <laughs> bad. And it just, so the, oh the director goodness. of this film, has, has, <laughs> he distanced himself from the film. He blames the producer getting too involved and wanting too much slapstick humor versus the humor that the director wanted, which was more cultural humor. Right. Fish out of water type of thing. Right. Which would have made a little more sense. Which, which would have made a ton more Especially, sense. Especially, yeah. Because this would be the first time, A, that these characters left the country. Right. You know, at least from what we've seen. This is uh, a, a Russian society that this is the first time that they're probably interacting with. Any sort of Americans as well. Right. And on both sides, because yeah. we're, we're com- well, I mean, this is 93, 94, but like we're obviously out of the Cold War or coming out of the Cold War and like worlds are changing, cultures are changing. You know, Russians were our enemies for the, for the longest right. time. So putting Americans in a Russian society and vice versa. Yeah, you could do a lot of like cultural refer- like a cultural uh, study on that. And yeah, it just became a goofy. It made the Russians look like incompetent idiots. It did. Like, it made them look like they're a bunch of numbskulls that don't know what they're doing. Right. Which I feel like that's more of a political opinion stance on it. Like, it's like, haha, let's make fun of the Russians because they were so horrible. They like, lost Lassard. Yeah. Like, uh, just that, that you can see, I guess you can see what they were tr- maybe trying to do, but you don't do it in a police academy movie the way that they did it. <laughs> it was yeah, just. It's, it's, it was, this was, this was. Hands down, the worst of the 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 franchise. Oh, like, absolutely! Like not even close. Nope. Like if if you're talking, and we've talked before about peaks and valleys and all that. So we peak at one, we dip way down for two, we climb back up, not quite all the way for three. But we go a little dang bit close. Yeah, pretty dang close. We go down a little bit for four. And five, we, six, and then seven is like hell. We like have, it's 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 beyond Death Valley. We have literally since we raised up a bit for three, we have been we started slowly slipping down the mountain, and then after four, we are tumbling down the mountain at it. We actually just fell off a cliff. Right. This it's, is no. It's no longer like a gradual decline. <laughs> it's like up and down and up and cliff, and right. we just have been falling and we haven't stopped. Right. Until we've reached the center of the earth, which is where we are right now. We are in hell. I'm pretty certain hell is Police Academy 7 played all the time. You know what? I don't. I, I only have a very, very minimal list of movies that I will flat out say I hate. <laughs> like, I usually can see the good in every... Like, I'll see, like, okay, I see what they were trying to do. Yeah, it's not a good movie, but okay, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. No, this movie is just utterly terrible. I hate this movie. I will never watch this movie again. What about Claire Forlani? She... I don't even think she can save it. I literally don't think she can save Lee. me. Christopher Lee. No, because that just makes me sad for Christopher <laughs> Lee. I'm like, why did you do this? 
You were in the worst one of these. You should have been in like two or three, maybe. Or in none of them. Or in none in of them. none of them. Because truthfully, Christopher Lee does not belong in a Police Academy no. franchise film, let alone the last in the series. Holy cow, that just makes me depressed. <laughs> this 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 whole movie, this it's so it's so sad. It's just I don't recommend you watching it. I literally no. don't recommend anybody watching this. If anybody who's listening to the podcast watched it before this podcast, I'm sorry. It's my fault. It's, it's you, you should fault. not apologize, Jeff. I it's, mean, it's my fault. Again. I, <laughs> I just lo- I did not do my research. I'm sorry. It's I'm, all your fault. It is. We could have easily said there was only six of these and never you know bothered what? with the I, I have to say, though, I have to say, this is the first time I've ever seen this movie. <laughs> this is at least the second time you've seen it. Yes, it so is. So you have a history of this. I do not. You could have done a better job of warning people. Yeah, however, when was the last time I watched it? I don't know. I don't know. You 20 re- years ago? You remember parts of it. <laughs> I remember the you hallway. Were, you were talking through all the parts. <laughs> I was you not. were acting emotionally with all of the characters. I don't. And, and, and reciting the lines Reciting the lines word. word for word. <laughs> I do a mean Christopher Lee impersonation. Uh, <laughs> No, I I, I, I I saw this movie maybe, it must have been 20 years ago. It, it must have been like right after it came out. Because, again, like I said before, we, we, I grew up kind of watching the Police Academy films. Like, it was something we had. We owned them on VHS. And I remember this one coming out and it being the first one in a whole bunch of years. Because right. I think I started watching them, I personally started watching them, I believe, sometime between the sixth one and then this one coming out, which, I mean, it was a six-year gap, early yeah. 90s. That's when I would have started watching these things. So when the new one came out, I remember being like, oh, it's a new one, and my parents the same way. And so I remember watching it. But the only thing I absolutely remember from the entire film, besides it being terrible, I remember that from a kid. I remember just, this isn't funny. It's not like the first one, was the hallway. The wood-paneled hallway, which I know I mentioned in an earlier episode of this series. Like, I remember that. That's it. And I apparently what that means is that my brain, even at a young age, recognized how horrible of a movie this was and attempted to block the movie out of my memory. I'm glad I stuck it back in there. You just pushed it right back in, and I seriously say this is easily in this is this is on my list of the movies I I hate the most. (laughs) I I will never, ever, ever watch this movie. If people really need to know whether or not they should watch it, they should, just again, to realize how awesome the first I'll even say this, the first six are. Because six is still light years beyond better than this movie is. So when Andrew Severson says, let's revisit the Police Academy series. We watch one through six. <laughs> seven doesn't exist. <laughs> Technically, seven is a direct-to-video. In this country. In this country. And originally, originally, my plan for this podcast was that it only included theatrical releases. Of franchises, well, because some some, it some was franchises go world, to... worldwide. It was released in the yeah, theaters worldwide. <laughs> um, we're gonna come back to the gross, the, yeah. the amount of money, because I said I was gonna do that for the recap. Portion. So, so this is uh, back to nudity. Yep, there is nudity very Ma- briefly, but male there's nudity. and female nudity. Yeah, right next to each other too. Right, it's like they just put it all in one scene. Which was there a reason they even went to that bathhouse? Uh, there, there, there were a lot of scenes that I just turned to you like, wh- why What's did happening? we have that scene? Yeah, what was the point of that? I mean, really, the the point of that scene was the not not Mahoney was trying to get 
Claire Forlani's character naked so he could see her in the bathhouse. Right. That was the point. That was the motivation. You know, we 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 discussed like in the first film that there was a lot. There wasn't. There was a very thin plot. Yep. But that it was basically just a lot of short little bits and and, and gags. I do kind of see that happening in this, but not in the same way. They're they're not. They're attempting to like continue the plot, but not, but not. Like, I mean, I mean, l- l- let's be honest. Like anything with the plot, this movie is like fifteen minutes long. This is a short oh yeah. film. Oh yeah. It's literally Ron Perlman's character is just putting on a game. Right. That, that, that will hack into the world systems. Yeah. That's the plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. Putting out a Tetris-like game that can somehow capture codes to get to the police To get to the police record. and stuff. Yeah, all those Which, it's a, it's a handheld game as well as also available for your computer. And floppy. And floppy disk, which is said in the beginning of it. Um, which, by the way, during that beginning news station, they cut to a close-up of that damn car- that game handheld. <laughs> there is no cartridge in the back of that Game Boy. In the Game Boy, yeah. But no, so, which, okay, okay. So his plot is to put out this game that will hack, that'll basically hack the systems. He basically is creating a backdoor into it, into people's, into the computers. That's fine and dandy for the, for the, the, uh, the, the computers. The, the handheld devices, it doesn't It matter. created an addiction, though. Is... Did Police Academy 7 predict the future and smartphones? Probably. Jeff, I think it I did. I think it did. I Don't give it, this movie credit for anything. Now, now we are all addicted to our smartphones and games. <laughs> and they all came from a Russian developer, probably. Makes sense. You know, let's talk about his <gasps> plot a little bit, shall we? <laughs> no, I'm just freaked out that this movie actually did something. You're giving this movie far too much credit. This movie does not belong. It, it does not deserve it any of that credit. predicted the future. What are we missing? <laughs> what could be happening that we are missing here? Do we need to go back and rewatch this film for more? I think we need to watch all of them again. <laughs> the TV series. No, the cartoons. No. We are done with this after this. Let's talk about, let's talk about uh, can, uh, Cannoli or Cannoli's plan. Do you think... So his whole plan is to do that, right? Is to basically create these backdoors to capture these passcodes and all that stuff so he can get access to all this information. Do you think that's overly complicated? Do you actually think his plan of just creating, which he's already done, a very addictive video game that everyone's going to buy and play? Tetris. Would that not be more beneficial money-wise to him? Then trying to hack, like, wouldn't that just be make more sense? Like, oh, I've already done it. I'll just keep making these games that people are addicted to. Right. They're gonna keep shelling out sixty bucks a pop for, and I'll just, I'll just make more money doing that than any of the black market stuff. Like, really? Yes, absolutely. And, and then he'll be a legit businessman. <laughs> well, plus, plus, this is an underwear gnomes type of plan. Mm-hmm. First, you get the underwear. Second. Third profit. It's like there's a whole step there that's kind of missing. It's very missing. Yes. That it's like how how is he going to do this? Yep. How like what does gaining entrance to the police records get him? What like, I'm assuming he would what? blackmail people. But but what? No. Why? <laughs> I was it gonna be more than the police? Was it gonna be like banks and stuff like I, that? Do you I, think? Like I, that would make more sense. I think I was right? sleeping during that part. <laughs> It's a short movie. We both fell asleep for a good hour and ten minutes. Oh my gosh, it was uh, so bad. <laughs> but like, like I, I guess his. It's such a thin. It's a such a thin, thin. I mean, even thinner than the first film's plot. We we did go back to form though. That the plot was basically done within the first five minutes. You True. knew exactly what was going to happen. It's like, yep, here it is. He wants to become yep. rich. So we went back to formula there. We. Uh, this is the first 
non-blonde Mahoney girlfriend. Also true. They've all had blonde. Yep. Non-Mahoney slash known Mahoney. (laughs) Mahoney, no 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 Mahone, and not not Mahoney. Not not Mahoney. (laughs) (laughs) This is also the furthest explored relationship of any of the Mahoney, not Mahone, no, not, not Mahoney characters. Which, in all fairness, happens in the first... 45 minutes of the movie, and then just kind of stops for the rest of the film. Well, she comes back. She, she comes says back. goodbye to them, and that's why she's there at the end. But really, like, they do the whole development, which I do agree. It, it is the most developed of any of the relationships. Yeah. But then, yeah, it just it's kind of done. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, like not done as in the relationship's not done. It's just, it's time in the plot It's fully developed. It's yep. fully developed. It's fully developed by They've 45 minutes. they kissed many times by this time, like twice. That is more than I think Mahoney actually kissed anybody That's in any of the movies. Because I don't think he ever kissed anybody. I was just thinking. I was like, I maybe, don't remember Maybe him. he kissed in the first one. See, I don't remember him kissing Sharon Stone. No. I don't remember him. Ki- yeah, I don't remember him kissing anybody else. I don't think anyone wanted to kiss Matt McCoy. So I don't know. No Mahone. Nobody wanted. Well, you found him good looking. I didn't think No Mahone was that bad looking. I'm just saying. I mean, he looked he looked equally Gutenberg-esque. Mm, I don't know. Lloyd Braun. I, I, well, you, because you think of him as that guy. I don't think of him as that because I never think watched of him as Seinfeld. Eighties uh, sex <laughs> So yes, regarding this film, I don't know. I, 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 I have literally nothing to say about it. I, I have the most minimalistic amount of notes. I didn't take any notes. Um, so that's the most minimalistic notes, technically. Uh, true. <laughs> so this one, okay. So let's picture it this way. No, it's been I'm s- done. I'm done with the franchise. It's been six years. There's nothing, right? Like absolutely nothing. No. There's no reason why you would bother watching this. I, you know what? I wonder. I, so I wonder, like making it wise. So six did not do well, right? For for Warner Brothers at all. But originally, the producer wanted that to be made in 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 Russia, but they did not give permission for it. The USSR did not give permission for them to do it. So maybe five years later. The Russian government said, okay, you can film here. I'm right. guessing that's how they sound. That's exactly how they sound. Well, according to this movie, that's yeah. how they sound. <laughs> and, uh, and so Warner Brothers may have, like, taken that chance of, like, okay, you know, this, this is a chance for us to maybe soften, you know, like, get in and film other things in Russia. Because I would imagine that's, that, you know, there's some very iconic buildings and cities and other things in Russia and Moscow in particular, right. that any movie studio would love access to. So this may have been a foot-in-the-door type of movie for Warner Brothers. I was trying to think if there's anything major Russian-wise that they... Because GoldenEye, or the Bond franchise isn't Warner Brothers, that's MGM and UA. Well, actually, technically now I think it is Warner Brothers. So I think Warner Brothers owns MGM. Um, so I guess... Whatever, but at the time it wasn't. It was still its own. Disney company. owns MGM, um, don't they? Mm, I think Warner Brothers owns domestic. Well, I don't so, know. I think it's a you know. Let, let's issue. say this for movie studio movie studios. <laughs> when we do that, it's really podcast. only seven episodes because it's just the seven studios. That's all. That's all. RKO on this week's movie studio schmoody studios. Who currently owns it? We're gonna break down RKO. who has owned RKO through what decade <laughs> <laughs> and where the rights. Well, actually, I think RKO is universal. Anyways, so, all right. Any final thoughts regarding this film? Part 7, the final Police Academy. 
I, I have to imagine that uh, I, I can't see any of the actors putting this movie on their resume. None of them. Just pretending that they stopped at six. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> even, even the, the ones the that non- were introduced. Gotcha, yep. You know, like, I don't see Ron Perlman on his way to Hellboy you know, auditions saying, um, did you see a little movie called Police Academy 7? Exactly. Yeah, I was well, in that. Especially because at that point, I'm pretty positive he'd go, did you see Blade? <laughs> yeah. I, put, I would put Blade 2. I think he was in Blade 2. Was it 2? Um, I'd put Blade 2 so far beyond. Actually, no. Here's Ron Perlman's, uh, his, his, his filmography. It's Beauty and the Beast, the TV show. It's Blade 2, and then it's Hellboy. That's all that people <laughs> need to know for Blade. And maybe Deadpool 2. And maybe Deadpool 2, which would be awesome if he's Gable, right? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be awesome. <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah, Claire Forlani is... is gorgeous in this movie but she's not gonna put this movie oh especially no it's since, since she is r- well known for basically it's Mijo black and Mallrats. rats yeah those are the two movies that people which i it's like all around that exact and, same and she probably you know like oh what you know name your your three movies that you've been in she probably would only name two yeah she'll name any one of the other things she's she'll done make something up besides this film <laughs> uh the heathers <laughs> when i was in that movie <laughs> i would just oh man i would ignore this film altogether yeah this this film is is one i don't even think like mystery science theater 3000 could nope. make this good nope like the, there again the room is so is bad but you can make fun of it right you can't make fun of this <clears throat> cuz it's supposed to be a comedy yeah and it is not a comedy no it, it's it, so it, poorly done as a film as a whole. But how much, how much, I have a very strong opinion about this, but with the sound effects, how much did that take away? Yeah. Like, cause it's distracting. It is. I mean, I, like three different times we, we, we verbally commented on the sound effects. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing that this movie may have been a little bit better without any of those sound effects. Yeah. I mean, cause it killed all the jokes. Yep. It destroyed any chance of things being funny. Yep. Um, you can also tell that the actors are getting older. They're getting, they look, they almost kind of look tired. You they were, just don't even care. You were by far, this is the least excited I've seen you when Callahan came on screen. Yeah. I just really didn't care anymore. Like, I was like, no. I'm, I'm over her. I'm over her. She's, she's no longer a thing. And it's sad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now there, there is, there, I, I did read during watching the film because mm-hmm. it was that bad. <laughs> and one funny story that I read is that Michael Winslow, at one point, like he grabbed like a microphone whatever, and doing noises and all that, and this wasn't cleared. Like it, he just kind of did it ad libbing. Mm-hmm. And again, this was during high tensions. The the army is taking over, crushing the communist government and all that in Moscow. Mm-hmm. Like this is like the scariest time. You'd want to be in Moscow to film something. Right. Because, like, yeah, you're just scared out of your gourd. And so he did this. And so the Russian troops all came over, and the police came over, and they recognized him from the previous Police Academy (laughs) films. And so they let him go. And I wonder if that had anything to do with the fact that he hardly did any of his normal stuff. He did not do any kung fu. No. He did not really do any sound effects at all. The closest you get was when he's meditating. Yes. In the room, when the letter In a closed arrives. room. Yep. All by himself, nobody around. Yep. Probably filmed like at a studio, nobody's nearby. And again, the sound effects destroyed it. Because it wasn't 
like the, what made him so good and, and just learning about it in like the first and second and third one is that all those extra sound effects he did. Right. He did all of those when this one was clearly all computer generated. Yep. It's it was all very just done in post. Very, yeah, done in post. I'm, I'm sure that they had no idea. I mean, again, we said this before. They had no idea that I was going to be there because if, if you knew there are going to be certain sounds, you're going to react to it. Right. And we're not even saying like like all of his sound effects were done in post. We're saying like just there's sound effects everywhere. Not even when he's there. Right. Like, and it's, and yeah, the previous movies started kind of inching a little more. There was some extra sound effects that were added in spots. But not as cartoony and not as loud and ridiculous. And I I don't know if this is that, I mean, there was an era in the 90s where there was like, there was straightforward comedies, but then there was these kind of really cartoony, goofy comedies that, that's, that did like the Disney live action, like, movies that were done like blank check and and like the mighty ducks even had like those types of movies in the 90s kind of had the occasional over the top cart those are made for kids right now do you think this i don't had some sort of kid uh, like they were trying to no that's not the market that they're going for here they had nudity in it that's true and i mean the only people they would have known but so they so that's one of those like well then why why did they bother doing it if they knew the market was for the adults or the people who grew up watching the police academy films, then why bother putting the cartoony Cause, cause stuff it, in? It completely changes the whole feel of the franchise. Do you think this movie was an attempt to get people to remember the police academy franchise so that when the cartoon came out, people would watch the, the TV cartoon show and the TV show? Could be. Do you think this was like you know, like let's just like how people complain nowadays that or like always complain that certain movies are just hour long, hour and a half long toy commercials. Yeah. Like, do you think this movie was this weird, like just whatever, just put it out there so people, so the name can get remembered again and then we'll do our other stuff after that? Like, I, I'm... Uh, well, <sighs> well, but okay, if it's doing this badly, why as a studio would you think, you know what, let's expand this. Let's go TV. Let's go cartoon. We can do this. This is, this is our chance. So the, okay, so the cartoon came out in 88, Oh, the cartoon so was the out cartoon from, failed. Then, the cartoon already. failed from '88 to '89. I'm reading online right now, and then the the live action series was '97. So, part six ended. They didn't go on to a part seven yet, but they then did 65 episodes now, of a cartoon show. It came out before because six came out in '89. So it came out before six. It came out between five and six. Yes, and then six failed, and then they just can't. They cut all. They cut the entire thing. Yep. Then did this movie six years later. Then three or two, yeah, three years later made the TV show, which only lasted for 26 hour-long episodes. It was an hour-long show. Oh, my gosh. I'm curious to see it. <laughs> like, All right. Looks like this series no, is no, continuing. No, 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 no. This you series just said I heard it. I heard it. I'm curious. I heard it. We're I'm gonna curious go. to see one of these. I am not watching all 26 Six, of these. 26 more of these episodes. Sorry, Jess. Oh, You're going to have to wait. No, thank I'm, I, I'm. I would just... I would just like to see what this show was. Like, I'm curious. Well, we know one thing. Michael Winslow was in him. He is the only character, only character... To be in all three of forms of the Police Academy franchise. I just, 
Oh my goodness. I, I, okay. I, I'll need a break away from the Police Academy franchise for a while before I tackle that. <laughs> before before you I tackle Barry. That. <laughs> oh. Okay, guys, that joke right there, more funny than the entire part seven. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And that was a bad joke we just did. <laughs> we would have pissed Hightower off. Oh, man. Would have knocked him off his high tower. <laughs> it's that bad, guys. No, it's worse than that. It's worse than that. <laughs> it is worse than that. Because again, that joke is at least a pun. This movie didn't have a pun. All right, so I think we've said all we can say about part seven, right? <laughs> uh, Without just reiterating how much we hated the film. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, so with that, um, now that we've done all the movies, as we did for the Die Hard one, uh, I kind of just want to briefly go over the franchise as a whole. All right. Um, real quick, because I said I was going to do this. I wanted to do the box office stuff. Okay. Um, I'll sit back and listen. So, so sit back, because this is something that I used to do for the top shelf a lot. Uh, I'm not going to do the inflation calculator like I used to do, but... It's not it's, that... It's not that important. 84 it started. So, yeah, not much changed. Um, the budget kind of is the only thing, but I don't know if my budget number is already calculated for inflation or if it was the original so either way we'll just go off of what numbers i have so police academy one 1984 had a budget of 4.5 million dollars it made 82 domestically 82 million dollars domestically that's why it was successful cheap movie huge return okay i don't have the budget for the next five (laughs) i only have the budget then for part seven but the next ones so part one 81 million dollar domestic gross okay Part two, $55 million domestic gross. Part three, $43 million domestic gross. So not bad. You know, it's kind of there. Part four drops to $28 million. Part five is $19 million. Part six, $11 million. <laughs> and do you want to guess what part seven had? <laughs> I don't even think it broke a million. Nope. <laughs> and you could definitely go lower. <laughs> you want to keep... Part 7, with a supposed budget of $10 million, made a domestic gross of $126,000. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) So here's the fun thing. The entire Police Academy franchise had about a a domestic gross of about $240 million. Part 1, out of that $240 million, was almost, was, was, was $80 million. Okay. Which leaves the rest of the franchise. It took six additional movies to double the first film's in, uh, to income. Does that make sense? So, but but let's break it down this way. Mm-hmm. Overall, the budgets were probably a total of thirty million between all of them. Well, yeah, because if you think, well, the fourth one. So the the first one was four and a half, and then the set, the the last one was ten. Right. So you got fourteen million, and then between the other one, you you probably they. So, Based upon what it looked like, yeah, they probably gave them like between maybe maybe five and ten million. Because I'm guessing, I'm guessing that a lot of that ten million was just to pay Russia to be able to film there. Yeah, because there wasn't anything spent on anything else. No. Um, well, and especially when you get to six, and they're all on the back lot for most of the film, right? So you know, there's like next so to no budget. If, there. if you, as a studio head, were to say, okay, you're going to make seven movies, you're going to spend. $30 million total, you are going to make $220 million back. You greenlight those seven in a heartbeat, right? right? Which, according to this, part two apparently had a $7.6 million budget. 
even if it's forty million. Which they would never give that much money because you know it's 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 the cheap comedy. They mm-hmm. probably did. Probably they, my guess is with in the first four, it probably increased because you had Gutenberg getting more popular. Then you had Bobcat Goldthwait coming back. You had you know you you had those actors who were bec- were the expensive actors to pay. Yes. So it probably did go from four point five, probably up to ten, maybe twelve million. But then after they got rid of, you know, after four, then they probably severely cut the budget down for five and six down to probably back to like oh, they, they, eight. You especially, know. I mean, with five, you cut basically all the money people. Yep. All the money people are gone. And no longer are there to, to, right. to, to spend, to need to have the studio to spend the money. So, yeah, you see this, you see this horribly just degrading. And I feel like nowadays a studio wouldn't do that. They wouldn't keep them going, because you you see you see studios where they release one, and if it even if it is profitable, but it's not as profitable as they want, they ditch the series. They don't bother continuing right. with it, right? You know, or you'll you'll see like one does really well. They release two, and then it like it makes its money back, but again, it doesn't make all of it. It's like, well, screw it, we're done. Look or, at the Spider Man movies, the or, Amazing Spider Man yeah, films were that. And then the Sony crap that happened. But I mean, like that was a good that was a good reason. That was a most of it. This Sony was like, oh, that's not working out, and they're done. And then and then you have Adam Sandler movies that just seem to make money overseas, so they keep making them. And that's the and I guess that's the other argument because you could say that these films, the studios do look at where like how well they do overseas. Again, that was all domestic gross, right? So maybe yeah, obviously, Police Academy seven or like maybe five or no six. They only made eleven in America or domestically. Maybe overseas was like a freaking hit, and yeah. you know. But based upon the fact that there was that long of a gap between them, my guess is, is six didn't. <laughs> six was just like a eh, all right. So I mean, overall, so you have the first four movies. I mean, there's a clear separation between yeah. one through four and, and five, five, six, seven. and seven. Yep. Five, six, and seven are, are are not good. They're not good. They have moments. Five and six has moments. <laughs> seven is just not good. Seven just shouldn't exist. Um, you know, so so if, if you were going to recommend someone, you know, someone's like, oh, I've, I've, I've heard these movies are good. What, yep. what would you recommend? What's the order I should watch them in? One, three, and then stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, um... Like yeah, if you were to order them, as in the order that you would want to, that you should watch them, you should do one. See, it's tough though because two does introduce Zed. And but you Sweet don't. Shop, you don't need but that. You introduction. don't need that introduction because their characters are different by the time you get around to them in three. Unless you know the, that's the ramp down theory. There's also the ramp up theory. You start with seven. People wouldn't make it past seven. Are you <laughs> kidding me? If you ordered them, so it was like worst to best. Like all right, so watch seven. Then watch Spies. Uh, I would have such a better six. feeling about these movies. Because right now, I do not want to watch another Police Academy thing. Like, like it ended so horribly. Yep. It's like it's like someone, you, you love like a car or something like that, and you get into a huge accident with that car. You don't want to drive. Yep. For again. A, for a long time. For a long time. You're just done. Like, and this, the way that this series ended, it is really, literally a car crash. It is a car crash. It was a flame that was lit, that got snuffed out, got stomped on, got destroyed, burned again, and then completely just obliterated. Yeah. And you're like, there's nothing left of what I remember I that mean, flame being. Harris, 
So, Your analogy was better with a car. I yeah. turned it into a torch analogy, which is weird. So, like, you see, so normally in a franchise like this, you would want to see characters develop, yep. right? Harris devolved. He devolved so much. So badly that he became a joke yep. by the end. He became a joke of a joke by right. the end. Like, it wasn't even, again, it's a photocopy of a photocopy at this point. Like, it's one thing in, in two when Proctor is, is introduced. Because really, Proctor is is the 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 I, I, I forget their names from one, the two cadets oh, that yeah. like side with with Harris yep. and help Harris. Proctor took over those two that characters. Roles. Yeah, yeah. That, that role, and and he is a little bit bumbling, but he's still. I mean, even in two and three, he has parts where he's shows that he's capable and all that, right? Well, I mean, even technically in part six, when they're in the stakeout, he ha- like. Trying to get his attention, he's yeah. he, he's aware but, of what's happening. He's not just, a complete idiot. It just, I mean, I mean, it just all those characters fall apart, and you you know, you know, we talked about this last time. There's no straight man Mm-mm. at all. So you're having all these jokes go by, and n- no one is laughing. No, because everybody in the movie is trying to be the comic relief. Yeah, everybody. The bad. If you're gonna make anybody be serious, if you're gonna try to get so, like the the people who are supposed to be funny, funny. Then what you need to do is you need to at least make the bad guys serious. And they were not serious. No, why? Like like Ron Perlman can be a good serious actor. Why is he being funny in this movie? Well, he wasn't. Why? I said trying. <laughs> <laughs> the word is trying to be funny. <laughs> but but I mean, we look at this whole franchise. So I mean, it starts out with with one. So you have you have the one you have you have Mahoney mm-hmm. who looks at the camera. Yep. Who who winks? You know, he he knows it's a joke and all that. Things happen, but all the other characters are kind of developed by the actors. They have their traits, right? But inherently, they're not they're not all funny. They might be in funny situations, or you know, Hightower pulls doors off and stuff like that because he's that that's that's funny, but it's within his character, right? With with four. It starts with four, but then five and six, and then seven. It's just it, we'll get to that mess in a second again. It's like, yeah, now they're all in on the joke. Like they do a joke, a prank to Harris. They're all in the glass door, watching and laughing at right. her. So it became, it became they they became kind of the bullies. Yeah, like. They're not. They're almost not the good guys anymore. No, like Harris is trying to do his job. He screws up, yes, but he he is ambitious, right? And they do things to make fun of him, to belittle him, and all. I mean, they. It's it's just you could argue that in the the first couple of films, well, the first one, I guess, because when he then he leaves, but even with Mauser, you can argue that. The, the, the pranks they pull on Harris and Mauser were warranted because we have seen Mauser and Harris be dicks to them, yes. belittle them. So it's a comeuppance. Okay, he deserves that. As the franchise goes along, it just becomes they're screwing with him because he's there. Yes. And then it's not. Yeah, because then that's when they become the bully. Because it's like, well, but... They don't need to be doing that. Why are they doing that to him? Yeah. He's, he didn't do anything to them. Now they what? did. So, he did stuff to them in the past, but yeah. not now. Especially in seven, where he's one of them going over to Russia. Yeah, and he's a surveillance expert at some point. But 
he is part of the group now, and yep. yet they're still making fun of him, and yeah. and the pranks are usually at, at at his expense. Yeah, he is the most like most part of the group in this in in yes. seven than yep. he was out of all of them. Because yep. all the way up to this, even through you know five, even through six, he is still a separate person yep. who's working parallel, or maybe has to work with them, but not in this capacity. He is. He's literally just like if he was Hightower or Tackle Bear. He's he's well, just like a character like that. We talk, so Hightower was supposed to be in Seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was written to be in Seven. But Bubba Smith, when um, Hooks' character wasn't written in, and, and he said, you know what, I'll be in it if you write a role for Hooks. And they said, no, we're, we're, we just can't get her. We just can't fit her in. Mm-hmm. Which is just bullshit. Yeah. It comes down to money. And um, so, so Hightower said, well, I'm going to pass then. And so they had to rewrite it to put, and they Harris. put Harris back in. And you, yeah, you can definitely and, tell. And like, the, like you can tell that like, okay, now Tackleberry is the big guy, so he's got the strength comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, Harris is kind of awkward in a skirt, so we'll put him in the ballerina scene. Yep. You know, like there were scenes that were clearly written for Bubba Smith's character that may have worked better. I don't know. It's hard to say. I, 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 if I were Bubba Smith, I'd be like, that was the best decision I've ever yep. made in my life. Yep. Be like, oh, that, that kind of sucked. Okay. I'm good then. <laughs> yeah, because like Tackleberry running headfirst into the door at the end when they yeah. realized that Lassard isn't in there, that probably would have been Bubba Smith. It would have been Hightower. He probably would have just like punched pushed the, the door, door or yep. just pushed it over yep. and then stepped in and saw the guy in the bathroom. And then just be like whatever. And yeah, because Tackleberry was very much out of character. Yeah. that he had built. He wouldn't have done that. He would have shot the gun. He would. What he would have done is he would have shot the door handle yep. with his gun, and then would have kicked the door open. Yep. that would have been more in character than now put a bucket on his head and ram his head through like a bolt. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. We went back to seven, Chris. We were on the recap portion and we went back to seven because we it's, keep remembering worse. Well, we just saw that. We just saw that. So, but yeah, this I, this. <sighs> So order wise, going back, way back to that to that one question. One and three, and and if you want to watch a trilogy, four. Yeah, but that's it. One, three, and four. You skip two because it's while it's still one of my favorite Mahoney moments is still him being undercover at the end when they you know on the street, but that's that's the the one thing in that movie that I really liked and I thought was funny. If if it comes down to being like well. That or at least getting a proper end to Mahoney's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one, three, and four, and then nothing. Yeah, and then if you want, if you're if you're a masochist, then you watch two, five, six, and seven in that order too. By the way, and that's all you watch. And you then don't that's watch all the you good watch. Ones. Yeah, <laughs> you're just because you're weird. Okay. I don't know. So you so we agree on yeah. that, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The other ones aren't worth watching. They're not okay. worth not worth it at all. Could there's been lots of rumors because I mean right now we're in an era of reboots, reboots, and reboots, and those these requels that they're talking yes. about, which is the whole well, that's kind of what the Star Trek Star Trek movies kind of kicked off this whole requels, which is the reboot sequel, but it's still not rebooting it in a way of we're negating what you know of the past. It's just figuring out a way to continue the story while going the past happened. That's canon. But we're kind of retelling it in our own way now. Yeah. So, could you see this franchise being rebooted, like a full blown reboot? Let's yep. like let's pretend and, let's pretend the other ones didn't happen. And who would you cast as Mahoney? Oh man. But see, here's the question: Would Mahoney work as an outdated character? 
I think he would. Would he? I, I, would I, you have to change him a little bit? Because that whole horny kind of ladies' man character doesn't seem to pop up but a the, lot. But the films. lovable puck, though. I mean, I, I think he's like he's like a Ferris Bueller. Okay. You know, that that's like, especially in one, that's who he is. Right. Yes. He does some pervy things in there. Like, he's looking at the girls in the basement shower <laughs> thing and all that. But... Both the dumbest, cre- uh, dumbest, uh, Mahoney, <laughs> th- yeah. Also, yeah. Anyways, but but for the most part, he's just a lovable puck, right? So, I would. I think he would work as that. You'd have to change him slightly, right? But I mean, he could still show up with bun in the oven shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he All could. Right. The, the, the whole podium scene could still work. The undercover scene would still work. You know, I think I personally. I wouldn't want to see anybody that I know in the role. I think I would want it to be, I think I would want it to be a newcomer because I can't, I personally, I don't know. I can't think of anybody that. Zach Efron maybe. Yeah. He'd probably be the closest bet wouldn't he? Cause he's kind of, <laughs> that kid's going places. <laughs> no, cause he's kind of, cause Zach Efron's showing up more and more in the comedies now. Yep. And he's good at, I mean, he's good. He's not bad. I'm not going to lie. So I guess he could be the modern day. But is he too good looking? I don't know. I, I don't know. I what direction would you go? With I the, don't know if Mahoney, like Steve Gutenberg, good is 80s good looking or not. I don't know that. Right. So let's get some comments. Is Steve Gutenberg <laughs> 80s good looking? I don't know. I was too young to judge back then. And looking back, I don't know. Because it's, it's hard, hard to, to judge because you're based on your I don't know how much body today. hair he has. <laughs> but like, so, but like, like, that's a good question, though. If, if you were to... How much body hair does Steve <laughs> no, Gutenberg No, that's have? not the question. Oh, okay. <laughs> but like, in today's world, like, do you, do you, if you were to reboot it, do you want them, do you want Mahoney to be a good looking, you know, fit guy? Or do you want him more like a Seth Rogen? No offense more, to Seth Rogen, but do you want him like because more cause, charismatic than good looking, right? Or maybe a Jason like more Siegel. every day, yeah, Jason, like a Jason Se- Jason Siegel is too old. Yeah, he probably is. But so he, is Seth Rogen, right? But like, way. but like Seth, like Jason Siegel also would not have been that bad. No, as he, no. as a as a Mahoney, right? Eh, a little too goofy though, because even even in movies like Forgetting Sarah Marshall, one of my favorite movies, like he's. Such the everyday man. Yeah, that I, I, think, I, I, I almost I don't know if you know I what? could see him as. That, but that's but that's who Mahoney is, right? He's like an right. everyday guy. He's a normal guy. So so I, I think Zac Efron would be up because he probably is too good looking. I think he's too good looking. He's too fit and too good looking for. Like I wouldn't watch that movie going. Oh, I could be Mahoney. Like right. I, I I couldn't because I can't picture myself ever looking like Zac Efron. Really, I see it. <sighs> Anyway. Lots of plastic surgery. That's, that's another podcast. And de-aging by like, I don't know, 15 years. <laughs> so, okay. so <laughs> what? apparently he's eight. What characters... <laughs> yeah, stop, Sorry. Stop, stop giving yourself a younger By age. the way, I'm 26. Did I tell anybody that? That's not um, it at all. <laughs> what, what characters couldn't work in today's world? I mean, we talked about one already in Tackleberry. Tackleberry. I don't think Tackleberry, the way he is in this franchise would work in today's world. You don't want a gun-happy um, cop. Right. A gun-loving cop. Yeah, especially nowadays. And and I don't think people would find that funny. I feel like hooks could still work because they'd probably cast Melissa McCartney as her or a person like her. Or yeah. uh, uh, the, the blonde British lady. 
She was in a couple different things. Oh, Rebel things. Wilson. Rebel Wilson. They yep. probably cast her as like a hooks. Yeah. Just because, you know, you kind of get the whole like meek and I, you know, I'm yep. quiet and I can't do it. And then she she grows out of her yep. shell. So you get somebody like her. So I think hooks could still work. Harris could still work. Harris said absolutely. And we're work. talking like if we're, we're going off of part one's yep. characters, not. Lassard would work. Lassard would work because he would just be the bumbling. Older guy. Older yeah. guy, you know, little little senile and, and that would still work. Um, you could still Hightower. That could still work because that's just a big a guy player, yep, yeah. who's just mistaken. We can get OJ. He's not doing anything. He's in jail for the next 25 years. Um, <laughs> I think, oh, man. I think you'd get Shaq. You would get Shaq. You get Shaq nowadays. Because, I mean, because it's, it's not like Bubba Smith was young no. when he was in this role. He no. was he was retired from football. So you would get Shaq for you'd that get Shaq role. you get Shaq to be for, for, for Hightower. Um I think Callahan could still work because that's your sex symbol-ish character. But well, Kim Cattrall was the in the first one. The that's sex true. Figure. That's true. Callahan was just the tough woman with the boobs. Basically, right. literally all she was in the first film because that was that age. I know it's the new poster you got. Uh, the life size one. Yes. I paid a lot it, of money for that. Is it wrinkled? Um, it's not wrinkled. What are, you talk, what, are you, what are you talking about? That one's not wrinkled. I have two of them. The but I don't know. See, actually, I don't know. That, that would that character be necessary? Because it's not an '80s movie anymore. Would, right. would Callahan even be needed to be there? Well, or would or would they combine Callahan and Tackleberry into one character? They could, because they in many ways they were the same. It's just that one just like punching guys in the balls. The other one loved guns. Right. So you could do that. Um, and in, in, in one, she was an instructor. Right. She was kind of on the same page as Harris. They yeah. were very tough on the cadets. Yep. Trying to get them out. And it's it's only in three that she's buddy-buddy with these former students of hers. Now she's like one of them. Yeah. It's like she gave up her job as an instructor <laughs> right. to just become a normal cop again. Right. So, so I could see her as that type of role. You could have a, a, a female authority figure there. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I, I have to say about the whole franchise mm-hmm. is none of the bad guys were ever a minority. That's true. None they were of them. all white guys. They're all white guys. Actually, and for the most, well, I guess except for the, the bad guys in one and three. Uh, yeah, they were never, they I mean, were always they, they, white guys. They, they may have been part of the gang, but the leaders of the gang yeah. were always white guys. We're always white guys. Like, and fairly well to do white guys too. Right. Because then, especially when you get to six, it's a freaking mayor. Right, well, in, in, like, in one and three, it's not well-to-do. No, because they're just normal criminals. Right. And two, it's Zed and his group. Right, and they're, yeah, so one, two, and three, it's like gangs. And they're gangs, but they're still not minority gangs. They are right. white gangs. Right. For the most part, they right. are white. I mean, members were, were diverse, but yeah, they were led by white, and they were the bad guys. Right. So, in that sense, does that make Police Academy progressive? Because it wasn't... They didn't stereotype. Right. Because I, I think they went away from stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, there were some tropes in there. And, you know, you get two and th- uh, three that has some racist, you know, some 80s racism, racism in there. With the uh, the Korean guy? Yep. Yeah. But. But he was still a good guy. He was still a good guy. He, he was still a good guy. He wasn't a racist bad guy. Like, it right. wasn't that, you know? It wasn't like, oh, he was the leader. It is a little, some stereotypes <laughs> and all that, which which I don't think would be made in today's nah. world at all. But The PC of it would be uh, not in there. So so was was Police Academy a little bit progressive in that? I mean, how will they put their characters? Because, yeah, by, by five and six, Bubba Smith is 
number one. Like top billing. Top and billing. Is a main, like, and is Michael a main Winslow character. is like number three. Yep. And Marion Ramsey is like four or five. So like now the you... movies were led by three African American actors. Right. And that's who the main like that's main cast once, was. Once Steve Gutenberg said I'm out, they gave the franchise basically to I mean those those three plus uh, you plus know Callahan yeah. and, and everybody else. But like Nick, when he came up, when No Mahone came in, he didn't like take over the group. No. You know, he was just he was he was just there, was to, there to take the place of of Mahoney. So they didn't have to rewrite Mahoney's lines. Right. <laughs> when 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 not not Mahoney came in, he kind of did take over. He was you know they kind of went back to the puck a little bit, but he didn't work. He so, would you know and 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 still they wanted Hightower in it. Mm-hmm. Seven was a mess, but I mean if we look through one through six, <laughs> I think it kind of works. Yeah. I, I, I'm not saying they were groundbreaking and they were like ahead of their time and all that, but I, I they opened the eyes of right. America. No, I, but, I will say that I mean not not falling to stereotypical tropes mm-hmm. for minority characters. Hell, Lethal Weapon Four fell into the stereotypical right. trope by and the bad many, guys being Korean or whatever. Like it just it, it got right. How it, many? How many? How many? Part two was Russians. How many bad? comedies fall into that yeah you know because it's an easy joke yep. i mean think of all those the uh, not easy fran, to make you know rat, like racist uh, comments yeah all those parody film mm-hmm. the the all those that are out now they're they're all about the the stereotypes and all that stuff right i mean okay in, in six you got hooks and uh hightower rapping at one point Oh, I'm so glad we Scott we skipped that conversation. <laughs> but but you know, so so you got little things, but it's not it's not like overbearing and those aren't the main jokes. Like right. they're not they're not like and that was boiling the, down those characters just to the stereotypes. And even in six, that was a that was it was it was less of like a racial comment as it was much just the era and the fact yeah. that rap was really taken off and rap was generally done by by black people or African Americans at the time, like that's what was happening. So that's even more of a pre-snow days. That's just before Eminem took over. No, uh, before Vanilla Ice took over. God, a world of Vanilla Ice. No, um, <laughs> we need to watch Cool as Ice. That's not a franchise, thank God. Anyways, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is. <sighs> Hello, know. Lindsay. No, my gosh, I watch that with my nieces. They like them. Um, but no, like the the. Yeah, I I don't know, I don't I don't know, I don't know the the whole. I see. I, I'm I'm also curious to know what they would do with a police academy movie nowadays, because I don't think they would do the same script. Did I, they would have to change it somehow? Well, did that's they not ever the movies they make? Nowadays. Did they ever shoot anybody? Like shoot and killed, or just shoot? Just shoot people. I, mean, I don't I, think they ever shot a person. In I never any saw of a these person movies. get shot. And like, I don't remember seeing a person get shot and like falling down. They yeah, obviously Hightower or uh, Tackleberry shot his gun. Yeah, at guns, and guns stuff, were shot, but never hit like, anybody. Nobody ever like you never saw blood coming out. You right. never you never saw blood. No, well, I mean to be PG by this point, there's not going to be any blood. But not but even, even the, like a little bit on the lip or anything like that. No. I don't remember seeing any blood. That's an interesting concept. So, so I mean, they 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 are not very violent films at all. Twenty Four Jump Street will be Police Academy. 
After they get done with their Men in Black thing, part four will be a Police Academy film. A parody of a parody. Might as well, Of a right? parody. So, okay, that's a good question then. Is the... Mo- well, see, because that's just two cops undercover. That's not actually like at a police academy. So that is not a... That's not a... But no. do you think a 21 Jump Street with the one with... Uh, obviously the newer one, not the original TV show. Do you think that's what... Like that's the direction a police academy film would go? Because if they re- if they redid it, do you think they would get somebody like uh, Ice Cube? Ice Cube, right? Wasn't he the... Because it's not LL Cool J, whoever the whoever the head of the police state. It's Ice Cube, right? Yeah. Right. Don't yeah. don't don't look at me like I'm an idiot. Like <laughs> yes, it is Ice Cube. Okay. Now, do you think do you think they would take a script like Police Academy and to modernize it, they would change those sort of things. They would change it and update it. Lassard so Lassard be... wouldn't be an old white guy. Do you think they would make him be more of a of a street tough, you know, or a street smart older cop? So. At what point does it no longer become a police academy film? Well, I, I think I think okay. If we boil down police academy, it's it's the ensemble cast. Right. That seems to be the most important element because even with Seven, when you had limited people that were still part of it, you still had an ensemble cast. Not one of those characters led. Right. You know, they all had their parts. They all had their bits, and they all were equally important or bad. Um, so I think that is the most important. Whereas a Twenty One Jump Street, that's focused on those two. It's a buddy cop film. It's a buddy cop film. Not a, not an ensemble. Right. Film. Okay. So so Twenty One Jump Street to to me is more lethal weaponish. Yeah. Than this. Than the police I, I don't, academy. I don't know if there is a franchise that is similar to this right now. Then the question would be: Is does the franchise become? Does, does sorry? Does Police Academy reboot become? Does it stay mainly comedy focused, or does it slip more into the comedy action genre? Do you think they would push the action a little bit more, or because the first ones again, yeah, the first ones plot was literally just a bunch of new recruits at the police department, police academy, mm-hmm. and then the one that doesn't want to be there and he's trying to get himself out of it because that's legitimately it. But then ultimately finds that he likes it there and becomes a cop, and then there is an well, action Well, he likes sentence. her there. True. Yeah, well, the, the third act of one and three, and you could argue four, is more action. Right. You know, like... Which like, you would have... I think you would have to do... You would still... They would still do that nowadays. Yeah. Because yep. then there's nothing. It's, it's literally just... It's training, and then, oh, they graduate, and then that's it. Like, there's no... There's no climax to to show that the the lead or the the quote unquote lead the Gutenberg the Mahone yeah. character Mahoney character like grew as a person and now he's actually working together when he wanted to kind of just be alone. So here's a film that just popped in my mind that is more in line with this franchise. I think old school. Okay. You have you have a reluctant lead mm-hmm. who doesn't want you know doesn't quite believe in the fraternity thing, but eventually does. Right. You have a very much a ensemble cast, and it's not just the three main people of, of like doing everything. Mm-hmm. They all have parts or things that they're doing. And it's a lot of small little vignettes of things. And, and you know, the overall story basically skips Act Two, and then you have the action of of Act Three. That's a good point. So 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 old school is kind of the closest that I can think of off the top of my head of like, because yeah. it is it is an ensemble cast for sure. It's right. not. I mean, because this is 
the the at the time the biggest star of it was Vince Vaughn. Like Will right. Will um, Will Ferrell was coming was on SNL. Yeah, he was on his way up, stuff, but he, but was he wasn't just, the big star he right. is now. And uh, uh, Luke Wilson is is the second Wilson brother. I mean, right. Owen Wilson is the big one. Luke is number two still. Yeah, I mean, he's still better than any Baldwin brother, not yeah. named Alec, but. Yeah. <laughs> But but he doesn't he doesn't have like Owen Wilson is the the cream of the crop for the Wilson brothers he's right. very close to that, um, but either way Vince Vaughn was the biggest star and again Vince Vaughn wasn't a big star at this point either he he was the biggest name. Mm-hmm. Um, he had been in things people recognize because he had right. been in Rounders he had been in honestly um, Craig Kilborn may yeah. have been the most recognized person because he was on television he was on moment. television for so long yep. He had Sports Center and then he had his talk show. Yep. So so really when that launched, it got people aware of these people. So Steve Gutenberg became aware when Police Academy launched. Uh, Bobcat became a bigger star because of it. I mean he was in the later ones, obviously. And I feel like if they rebooted Police Academy, it would actually be a combination of one and two. I think I think you would they would pull certain characters. I think they would try to bring back a Zed-like character. Again, I don't know what they would do because you have to worry about people questioning whether Zed is mentally ill or, right. you know, like, like we shouldn't be making light of like his situation. He's obviously infantile. Like, I'm afraid people would do that. But I don't know. And maybe I'm just biased because I like Zed. <laughs> maybe. So maybe my point is invalid. Maybe nobody, maybe they wouldn't. Maybe they'd be like, eh, we're not going to. I think, Zed. I think, I think Zed is basically Bobcat and his comedy routine. Yeah. Like. So maybe that would be such a unique character. Yeah. Like, like I, I don't, like, I don't think that that could be, I mean, I mean, I'm trying to think if there's a comedian out there like Bobcat now, no. you know, that like just has this character that kind of took, I mean, Gilbert Gottfried would be like the, the you closest know, to The closest, it. but he's older than Bobcat, I think. So, so Bobcat did come out and say, because he was asked about rebooting the franchise, because even guys like Steve Gutenberg is interested in rebooting it. Yeah. Because, I mean, what's he, what's he doing? What's he doing? But, which, yeah, because they're interested, would it be a full-blown reboot, or would it be well, a... Could, could, Guten, could Mahoney's character be the new Commandant? Or the new Harris? Would you turn him that way, though? Because now you're turning, you're, you would turn Mahoney into but what either if, an idiot or... Well, what if, what if you turn it around, though? So now Mahoney is in that position that Harris was in, and the recruits are taking this very serious. And Mahoney's trying to say, you can have fun doing this, too. You gotta lighten up, like, You gotta lighten up, because, you, you know, yes, it's a serious job, but you need to lighten up and release the stress that you have. So let's, you know, put shoe polish on your megaphone. So it's it's a passing of a torch film where Mahoney would ultimately be trying to go yeah to try to to try to pass on the carefree spirit that he had when he was younger yeah. to a new generation who are taking their jobs too seriously. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's silver spoons. That's silver what this spoons. is. I don't think it's going to work, Chris. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what in today's world though, you also struggle with with the because there is still a lot of crap going on with cops and you yeah. know I feel like at least the country's mind is kind of split on police officers and and just I don't know it's it's tough because you 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 run this risk of of you getting people being like they're making fun of cops and they yeah. shouldn't be making fun and also 
the people being like, we should make fun of cops because they're stupid and blah. Like, and like, like I, I don't, I almost don't know. I almost don't know if nowadays, currently, it's good to make another movie like that, like to reboot Police Academy. Not just from the I don't want to see them reboot a great right. film, but from this mentality of just like, eh, I don't know if the culture wants that right now. What about the director's cut of Police Academy Seven? <laughs> I doubt they cut anything out of that movie. Chris, I'm pretty positive they showed us every second they filmed. All right. So here, here's, a, here's another thing I want to talk about. Now, this is something that TC brought up when we did uh, the Ghostbusters 2 rewatchman, okay. which you should check out on the on the com podcast, Rewatchmen. Do comedy sequels work? Um, a lot of times I feel like they don't necessarily because they tend to be a rehash as we even saw they tend to be a rehash of the previous films granted you also get that with action movies right because my my counterpoint was like when you look at at most I mean not all Mm -hmm. because in some franchises like like in the original Star Wars Empire most people say is the best one out of the three Indiana Jones the second one's not the greatest the third one's pretty damn good it's awesome like Last Crusade's an amazing film um, you know, but so there are exceptions to the rule. True. But for the most part, name me, I mean, for 90% of the franchises out there, name me uh, uh, the follow-up that's better than the original. I mean, people could say X-Men 2 is better, X2 is better than X1. But you know what Spider-Man you... 2 is better than Spider-Man 1. But do you know what you've been listing? You've been listing action movies. Yeah. Not Comedies. Comedy. The Hangover. Part 1? I enjoy Part 1. It's, it's fun. Part 2? Stupid. I hate the second Hangover film. This is the exact same argument that TC had. Yeah. Part three of the Hangover is better because they do the classic where part two is literally a carbon copy of the first one. Doesn't work. Part three, they attempt to do stuff from the first one that people Mm -hmm. liked while going a different direction. So it's better, but it's not quite there. Would you consider Toy Story a comedy? Yeah, it'd be a family comedy. Because there's more, there's enough jokes in that. Yeah, because so that's a franchise that works. That's a franchise that Because I mean, three was just fantastic. Oh yes, and you can three makes you three works on an emotional level, right? But but it it, but it does grow the characters. But does Toy Story three work on an emotional level because it had been such a gap between the two that now we were older as people? Well, we the characters grew, right? The characters grew for us. Is Toy Story, the current police academy. <laughs> the fact that they're making more of them, right. probably. If they could, it's crank, an ensemble cast. If they could crank out one of those movies a year, they damn well would be on Toy Story twelve right now. Woody, you know that. Woody is is uh, Steve Gutenberg is Mahoney with the blonde girlfriend. <laughs> Who's Harris? <laughs> Uh, the bear skull <laughs> or Sid? Not the skull. Who's skull? I'm thinking of Power so, Rangers. So uh, you know, I'm no, sh- that's a good, that's a good point. I, I'm sure that, that there are some. I mean, and 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 I think you'll see this probably better than anybody, because because with the series, I mean, mm-hmm. even the diehards, they go down. I mean, they 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 go down. One is super high. Two, two falls, falls. Three, three rises. But four, five go like, down. Are downhill from four three. is downhill from three, but five is the cliff. Right. Which is now that's interesting. Because that's something I want to I want to start using in future franchises. Is does this franchise have a cliff? 
Yeah. Because right now, Die Hard, the franchise, five is the cliff. Five, you just, you're like four, you're at least still sliding down. Five, you fall off the mountain. This six, you're still sliding down. As much as I didn't care for it, but I still, it's still better. Seven is the cliff. Seven, you are, you are gone. You are dead. There's no coming back from seven. And, and that will be interesting to see if there is a cliff for any future movie I think I think your next plan franchise won't have that because it's a little bit different it's not it's not a true because it's not a it's not it's not you know it's, it's a telling a continuing a story right basically so it's not um, it just happens to be in three parts right at that point that's very true but I think other franchises I think as you take them you know and we've pretty much named everybody that's going to be doing them. <laughs> Um, We've literally named like the next ten years of this pro- this podcast. So so as you do those, I think that that would be an interesting it's just, question. Just an and interesting just, little thing. And just see if it kind of follows, especially those that are more than three. See if it follows the same pattern. Yeah. Because both Police Academy and Die Hard follow the same pattern. Mm-hmm. Way up, way down, up, down, and then down, 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 and then just off. Yeah. And I will even argue just from the movies that we just listed, stuff like The Hangover. The Hangover is one that is good. It goes down, and then it comes back up for a third. And then, like, Ocean's movies, in my, in my opinion, first, I love the first. Second one, I hate, because it's weird, and it wasn't an Ocean's movie I found out later on, and they just made it an Ocean's film. And then the third one is like, oh, no, nope, you're back. Which then means the fourth one would suck, probably. <laughs> but then, like, then you could argue that, like, you could argue that with so many different franchises yeah. that it just it bounces around like that. The Pirates films are another one. That a lot of people, like, I love the first one. The second one is okay. The third one's a little better. And then the fourth one just, is just crap. And now a fifth one's coming up. Oh, my goodness. Oh that, my that'll God. be our next series. That'll be, that'll be interesting. Well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see in the future. And that's, that's, that's in every one of these series. So now Die Hard, I kind of I picked up some stuff to do. Now we're on to this one, which was definitely, was definitely a challenge. The Police Academy franchise was a challenge coming off of Die Hard because Die Hard let us do a certain type of uh, podcast episodes yeah. that we couldn't really do, which we found out after the first episode that we couldn't do with the Police Academy films. And now we're on to, you know, now we're moving on to more. I'm not going to announce what the next one is yet just because I want to make sure that everything can still work with that being the next one before I announce it. So, and then if it doesn't, then we'll, I'll announce it once I have the decision. We'll probably take a, a little bit of time off between this and the next one, just like we did for the Die Hard one. But as soon as I know what the next franchise is... I can't believe is, you're holding out the My Little Pony franchise. Man, there's like 28 films in that I franchise. Know. I, I can't I, believe uh, you agreed to that. Well, that's, that's, that's episodes 396... To 426, so... That's it. You'll be doing that. Those are Chad Halverson. That'll be Chad. Chad and I will be doing the My Little Pony franchise. <laughs> no. He's a brony. Who do you think I can do the Land Before Time franchise with? <laughs> now those movies, boy. Woo! Those movies are all like... That first one's like an hour and five minutes. Do you know that? It's a short little film. It's yeah. not even a full length. Sorry. I just happened to look that back up recently. Because you're hoping. Because I'm next. hoping one day. That'll be Someone the next one. Who wants to do the Land Before Time? Littlefoot, like I'm just going. Let's have a let's have an hour long dissection of Land Before Time twelve. Let's do this. Fern Gully eighteen. Fern Gully eight. Oh my goodness. So with that, it's called Avatar. Um, any final thoughts? What was your favorite? Your favorite? Having seen all seven, what was your favorite Police Academy film? Absolute favorite. Only one. Well, it would be one. Would it be one? Yeah, I mean, I, I think if if if. One as a standalone film works. It's funny. It 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 it's it. I put it in the same um, 
bracket as like uh, stripes. Yeah. Like like it's 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 great. They they know what they got there. They they got the jokes. They work. Yep. And it could have ended at that one. And, and you would have been completely okay yeah. with it. So we, would I. We, we'd be reviewing something else right now. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a police academy. Right. But um, Curse them for making six more. <laughs> they made me watch two horrible movies. <laughs> and one that was good. And four that was okay. And then three was awesome. And then two was okay. <laughs> Damn them. <laughs> Damn you, Jerry Paris. <laughs> but, but you know, like, like three, you know, and even if they went one and three only, mm-hmm. you know, they followed up with three and just said, uh, we're done. That would have been fine as well because I thought three was was had some very funny moments. Three was three was good. Um, well, again, if you listen to our reviews, you can tell we liked one, we were okay with two, and we like we really liked three after coming off of two, and it's just been downhill. downhill. So it's definitely the definitely dregs. I will agree with that. So yeah, and I'll agree with you. One one was my favorite. Three was my very close second favorite, and then two, and then four. I would put four above two. If you wanted to do it as trilogy, yes. Give up your love of Zed already. I can't help it. I Give like your love Zed. of Zed. There's no so love interest good. for Mahoney in that one. I don't care about Mahoney. Uh, he's at least he's uh, he's the one character I didn't really care about until he was no longer part of the I franchise. Like, what are you and now I want him back. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think for future filmmaker, any future filmmakers out there, yep. if Steve Gutenberg turns you down for a film role, it's probably not a good idea. Just, just to make the movie, right? To make the movie, yeah. <laughs> just like that's your deciding factor. Right. Steve Gutenberg wouldn't do this. Ooh. I'm pretty positive he did four Police Academy films. Yeah, and he turned down five, which was a wise decision. <laughs> so maybe maybe I need to go home and rethink my life. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I definitely did not... Um, I went into this remembering mostly one. Yep. Remembering bits of the others. Um... Are you glad you did it? Are you glad you revisited? Don't let seven taint your opinion. Well, five, six, and seven, because I've, I've kind of crash-washed those this past week. Yeah, this week has been nuts for watching movies. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it was, that made it terrible. I mean, like, I started this, this review going, I don't want to watch a Police Academy movie again. <laughs> I mean, I would watch one again, I would watch three again, and yep. that's about it. I, I have no desire to see any other Police Academy movie. Um... Gutenberg would have to be in it. No biplane versus hot air balloon fights. <laughs> oh, come on. That no, was Sharon so good. Stone was in it. Come on. It was so action-packed, wasn't it? Uh, but, um... Yeah, this... this The only way I would see another one... I, I, I don't want to see a reboot of Police Academy. No. I don't mind a requel. I really don't. I, as long as Gutenberg is in it, if Bobcat came back, even as a small character, as you know, as, as Zed was just there for like a cameo, I'd be okay with that. I honestly would be, I'd be fine with it. Would, honestly, what it would end up being? Well, actually, if Gutenberg and Bobcat came back, you would get Leslie. You'd get Callahan. She'd come back. Yep. And then you would get Michael Winslow would come back. Yeah. Um, why wouldn't he? Because what is he doing? Um, but like that's you would get them back, and you know what? That would be fun. I would watch that movie because I am also the person that went and saw Indiana Jones four, and nice. I was okay with it at the time. So nowadays, maybe not so much. But anyways, I feel like that ends and wraps up the Police Academy franchise. 
I've been very happy that you were able to join me for this, Chris. Thank yeah. you for the suggestion. That was a fun seven movies. <laughs> and it was a fun three movies. Three movies and with three additional episodes that disappointment. were disappointment. Okay, but um, yeah. So I'll, real quick, let's wrap things up. Uh, At Badger Colfax, you can follow me on the Twitters. On the Twitters. Um, Firmandfilms.com. We have movies. We have podcasts like The Rewatchmen mm-hmm. and The Rewatchmen React, which Jeff often joins is, me on. Which is fun. That's when we're going to and coming back from movies. <laughs> um, we've done mostly superhero movies, but now that they're kind of drying up until November, I believe, or Suicide Squad is coming out. Um, but uh, we'll we'll try to get some other films in there that maybe are more unexpected. Yeah. Just, um, we went and saw this movie. <laughs> we don't know what it was about. We went to go see the freeing state of Al Jones or whatever oh the hell gosh. that thing is. We I'm saw s- the preview of that. And, and we know we've the seen movie. the movie. The trailer is um, literally the movie. <laughs> and uh, the podcast mania, yep. which is the horror film where we, we talk about different horror films and other things. I There's like four or five different shows in that series and I have no idea whether I need to watch something or not watch something so I just have to ask every single time <laughs> and then for me as usual everybody you can find me on uh, at random bell generally if it's random bell on the internet it's me I try to brand really well but not like random that. bells not random bells because no. that's generally just sound effects right. <laughs> of church bells <laughs> I looked that up. So yeah, just find me on Random Bell. And again, if you haven't liked this podcast on Facebook, it is facebook.com slash Franchman. It's not top shelf like in the last episode. I'm an idiot. Uh, but then, yeah, and this be- this brings an end to the Police Academy franchise. And uh, we'll come back. I'll come back. I'll be back next time with a brand new co-host. I won't be. Chris will not be back. But I, we'll, My internship is over. Your internship's over for the time being. But we will eventually get back around to you coming back again, and in the future we got to get through the cycle. Of I've the first. named all the franchises that exist out in time, and ironically, you did not put yourself attached no, to didn't. any of them. I did like not, like an idiot, <laughs> or like a smart person who didn't want to do those movies. Did I Gutenberg this? I think you Gutenberg this. All right, I think, I think you denied so. it. So, but with that, um, I will see everybody. I have a everybody. special gift, though. You have a special gift. What is a special gift? Well, it's, it'll be our end music. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm really done, so I was just gonna. Okay, I guess I can sell. So, yeah, anybody, uh, so everybody, thank you guys for listening, and we'll be back in a few weeks with a a brand new one, a brand new franchise, and a new co-host, and all sorts of fun stuff. So, with that, Chris, take us out, I guess, with the end music. Is this the... This is the Police Academy cartoon theme song. so 80s it's not even funny Zed his hook says Gutenberg yeah you should watch this I will you should post this I will is this the intro? Yes. I will f- I will post this on the Ghost Hat so. webpage for you guys to find this yeah, so this you guys can amazing. watch this. Wow. Hooray! Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs>
This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. <laughs> I like the ending. <laughs>